Paguan. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Popping with Wakarume. My name is Tracy Karume, and it's been it's been a minute. I have missed you guys so much. Uh, some of you are complaining that I've been gone, but I'm back. I'm back. I never actually left, and let me explain. So, in case you know you haven't noticed, initially what used to happen is I'd release an episode every single Friday, but I decided that i'll be doing it once a fortnight to keep things interesting for all of us that way also i'd be able to pursue other things plus also right now there's just so much so much going on in the world and here at home and hey it just takes away from me emotionally sometimes i'm just like Whoa. I cannot deal anyway but that's 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 not an excuse so anyway i hope you guys have been doing amazing and that you're keeping safe and that you're not part of the bandwagon that believes that coronavirus is a hoax because people are actually suffering you know yes anyway let's get into what the conversation is going to be about today so as you've seen from the title um today what i want to do is basically decipher philanthropists who have been whitewashed by their work so basically what i'm trying to say is um we're doing the whole mask off thing for people who are full of shit but because they've done amazing work amazing is in quotes air quotes we people never look into the problematic ways of statements of beliefs and all those things so yeah it's it's gonna be an interesting one especially and this this episode specifically is influenced or rather it's inspired by um whatever's going on in u.s and how they've been taking down monuments of colonizers racists and all those guys so yeah let's get into it (laughs) Just before I get into it, let me just make this clear. I have facts. I have references. I have citations. I have all those things. So if you feel like I'm attacking one of your favorite philanthropists and you say lie, just come. Come at me. I have receipts. I have receipts, my friends. I am ready to go to war (laughs) in case you doubt me. So the first person I want to get into is Mahatma Gandhi who is sanctified by his work and we know him as a saint at least that's what I've always known and so I recently recently means like recently like last week I recently found out that he was racist he was a pedophile and he was a rapist and he he was a lot of things but what do we know him for? We know him for as um, the father of peace. We know him as the guy who was pro nonviolent means, which Nelson Mandela really advocated for, and people say that he opened doors for guys like MLK. But in real sense, does that really cover up um, all these other things? And I'll get into them. Pole pole, we'll just dissect everything. Slow motion, just, just breathe in breathe out it's only been four minutes now we're gonna get into the work so mahatma gandhi is 
credited for the independence of India in 1947 from Britain, yeah? But basically what he did is he kissed Britain's ass. And I'll explain why. So, Gandhi, Gandhi understood very well that... Um, or rather, let me start the story. Like this way. So, in 1948, thereabouts, he went to South Africa as a lawyer, a pro-breaching lawyer. Yeah? And he... This was, of course, after, after India gained in its independence, as I mentioned earlier. And so, what happened is, they were not him and his group they were not put together with the white people they were put together with the black people so he went on forward and he said look i understand these are not his exact words this this is me just paraphrasing look i understand that we're not we can't be put in the same place as white people but you can't put us with blacks and he didn't call them black people he called them he called us Kafirs, these are the blacks in South Africa. And this is what he said. We could understand not being classed with whites, but to be placed on the same level as the natives, Kafirs are as a rule uncivilized, they're troublesome, if even dirty, and they live like animals. Okay? So he was very racist. He was against black people. He advocated for the segregation of the white people and the black people and he tried to put Indians at a pedestal where they'd look like they're better off than the blacks. So, um, his grandson, Rajmohan Gandhi, is the one who wrote how his grandfather was prejudiced about South African black people and he was pro-genocide because he worked he basically worked as a pro-British lawyer to make sure that the Indians were not put together as what he called the Kafirs. That's why you see Indians are very racist to us black Africans, even here at home. That's why you see that specific estates for Indians where you you can't find a black password. Because Gandhi and others advocated for this so of course it became clear that you know it's white people then indians then black people you see where this is coming from so that's only the fact that he was racist he was also known to be a pedophile because what he did was he's known as a saint yeah so he used to sleep nude with his grandkids grandnieces to test his strength for chastity. So that sounds like a very pedophile thing to do. And while I was doing my research, I, I discovered that he was also, aside from being racist and a pedophile, he also had um he was he was bisexual. <laughs> so I guess Happy Pride Month to our saint. <laughs> so if you, if you want to check out um, the books, these books are really interesting. And if you want to gift me, thank you in advance, uh, on, on how they talk about Mahatma Gandhi, and not just the fact that he's credited for the civil disobedience um, philosophy of his. So one of the books is 
called Great Thor, Mahatma Gandhi and His Struggle with India by Joseph Lelyveld. And then there's an article called The Gandhi the, Nan- the Gandhi None of Us Knew by Irene Munro on HuffPost. So you can find all these things there. And it's and let me tell you, I was reading this story and I was so intrigued. I was just like, what? You know, none of us... I mean, I, I, I think at some point, way before Juzi, I think I'd seen somewhere that he was racist, but I didn't really pay much attention to it. But then I think with all this Black, Le- Black Lives Matter protests and how they just want to change the system and all those things, all these things have started being highlighted. And it's amazing to know that all these philosophers are just, you know, they're whitewashed by their works and we never get to know who they were in person, you know, because they're credited for so many things. How many times have you seen people using Gandhi quotes on Instagram, on Twitter, you know, on people who motivate them and things like that? <laughs> it's, 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 it's very interesting to know that you guys are being um, inspired by pedophiles and racists, but you didn't know, and that's why I'm here. So you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. At least you'll be able to change your philosophies and come up with your own. Because, let me be quite honest, this just shows that everyone is full of shit. Let me tell you. You see, the way now, it's so funny. I'm digressing, but I'll get back to what we're talking about today. You see how people, the black people who are fighting Trump's administration, um, some of them are pro-Obama. But what they don't know is Obama was, he saw the deportation of more people, the Mexicans, he bombed so many countries. More black people died during his time. So you find all these people that you want to stun. Just feel, basically, what, what I'm trying to say is the stun culture and the culture of, oh, Suri, I'm inspired by Suri, because of this work, is you should just die. Because then you, you, you sanctify these people and you don't really understand how bad they were and how evil they were it's it's interesting it's so interesting i'm i'm telling you i was i was i don't know i can't i don't even have the word to explain how i was just thrown off by all this (laughs) it's weird but then it, it, it it goes to show and let me tell you i think at this point what we should be doing is especially for like politicians and all these guys is you just look at you look at their backstories and all those things yeah it's it's almost like now how ben carson ben carson the one who wrote rich dad poor dad who is now pro obviously he's pro trump so now people are canceling him i'm feeding you guys so much so much in so little time and it doesn't really make sense anyway I was digressing. So you find this turn culture, that's why you're seeing celebrities in the US have become pretty much useless and people are not stunning them as much. Because now you're able to see that there are people who are just over-glorified. You get? And that's the same thing with philosophers and all these guys who are whitewashed by their works. Anyway, the second person that I want to shit on today is Immanuel Kant who is a German philosopher in the age of enlightenment which is basically the 18th century up between 
that that showed that the whites were uko up there and they could and they should in fact this is what he says that they should oppress these other races you know so he basically says that these other races ha- races have apart from the whites they have serious deficits and they lack capacity to govern themselves as i mentioned earlier and that and therefore he was justifying colonization so basically the the the, the white people in a ladder in a racial ladder the white people were at the top so this is in his book the also the critique of practical reason and the metaphysics of morals of 1785 i told you i have receipts my friends let me, let me tell you why immanuel kant is important to me because i am a political student and if you've done anything on politics or i uh, you know how many times is mentioned immanuel kant as a liberal and how they always say oh mor- morality and ethics and how they believe that man is good this is just the long and short of it i don't want to get into the nitty gritties but as in you get all these people were racist they were just they had prejudiced um philosophies that we followed and we you know we never talk about them and you know what what even annoys me most is what what i've studied and what i'm still studying is so westernized we're studying it from a western perspective we don't africanize it for for lack of a better word so you find we're reading about theories that are europe based and all those things and then now we have to come up here and be like okay let's try and decipher it and see if it applies in africa so basically the long and short of it what i'm trying to say is our education system is full of shit because we are still being colonized in our minds as in you know like we're so deep and that's why when you see a white person in the street you want to stop and look at them it's not your fault it's how we've been our minds are still colonized unfortunately and if you have and you have to go out of your way to read things that are not in the curriculum and all those things to be able to understand that you can undo some of these things and it's gonna take a really long while it's and also it gets frustrating because now you start thinking Funny, what have I been learning? I've been in school for 12 plus years, and all I know is how you people, you know, in social studies, we say benefits of colonization. <laughs> you know, there's a thing like that, yeah. And it's also in history. Yani, we've done all those things. We're made to see how colonization just made our world better, and now we have technology. Our industries are developed. You know there's globalization now and all those things the benefits of being colonized you know and then the the repercussions are, are so underplayed you know they're so underplayed because we don't even see how bad our structures and systems are still colonial based it's unfortunate it's a, it's unfortunate that we have been hoodwinked bamboozled and we are still learning a lot of shit i feel like our our education system is just it's not it we're not learning the right things we should be learning about tax sex education all these things about our, our the true history of our independence 
because we are told about how Jomo Kenyatta fought for independence. My friends, Jomo Kenyatta was in Britain long enough to feature in a movie. That is your freedom fighter. That is your freedom fighter. Anyway, again, I digress. So the final person that I want to shit on <laughs> is Dr. Henry Kissinger, who is, I don't know if it's Kissinger or Kissinger, whatever. It's K-I-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. And he's known for real politics, which is basically he's a realist. Total opposite of Immanuel Kant. But then, um, Immanuel Kant is, of course, of the age of enlightenment. This guy is still alive. So, why is Henry Kissinger important to me? So, I've also learned about him, and especially because of this real, real politics thing. And he's um, he's very big on foreign policy, and especially because of the Vietnam War. And yeah, he's he's a really good diplomat. That I'll give him. He was actually the Secretary of State, I think, in 1973 to 1976. Of US, he's he's, he's American. So, um, real politics is basically politics without morals and ethics. So it basically focuses on the state and powers and power long story short so this guy he's won even a Nobel Peace Prize okay so why do I want to shit on Dr. Kissinger because he is involved in a child trafficking syndicate that was run by Jeffrey Epstein so Jeffrey Epstein died in 2016 was it 2016 or 2018 2016 yes he was killed by Donald Trump to cover his tracks because he was also part of the child trafficking syndicate. So if you want to understand about Jeffrey Epstein, there's a docu-series called Jeffrey Epstein, The Filthy Reach, and it basically shows how he was trafficking kids, he was paying kids to massage him and have sex with him, and these are young kids, and they'd recruit each other and all those things. So it became, he had, this man had a pyramid scheme for child trafficking services. And some of the people who are involved are Bill Clinton, Prince Charles, um, Naomi Campbell, Henry Kissinger. This is, this is really important. This is why I'm shooting on him. He's involved in this child trafficking syndicate. And there's a whole list of people. There's Chris Tucker. There's a whole list. So if you want to follow up the story, there's a docu-series. And then there's also the anonymous activists who recently just resurfaced on the net, especially with this Black Lives Matter protest going on. And they released this list of guys, the, the guys who even stay in Kenya who are involved in the, the child trafficking syndicate. And you know what's crazy is Naomi Campbell is always around in Kenya every single year. Those sides from Mombasa, Lamu, Ibibi. So imagine what's happening. So, yeah. People you believe are very good philosophers and all those things are just people who are full of shit. So, what's the end game for this this podcast be what's the end game for the the episode what am i trying to tell you don't stun anyone everyone is full of shit and that's how i believe and that's how i'm going to end this period like 
and these are only three people I've looked at. Imagine the others who I haven't even touched. You know, at least in Sekama, Donald Trump, he's out there and every day he just gets exposed. As a rapist, as a child trafficker, as he's racist. You know, he's all these things and we can see it out in their lives. And at least none of his work are able to sanctify him. But you see guys like Mahatma Gandhi, you don't expect it. Akina, you know, it's so weird. I, wanna, I don't know, but I'd like to see someone like Mother Teresa. Also, I'll just say this. The Catholic Church is is a very... The Catholic Church is messy. Basically, the church is just... No, it's, it's a whole thing. Anyway, have you guys seen... This This is totally off topic. Have you guys seen the WikiLeaks topic? The WikiLeaks reports on um, post-election violence and how ODM was funded by... Pastor Dea, who also runs a child trafficking syndicate with his church. Is a church called Finger of God? I'm not quite sure. I'm telling you, it's full of shit. <laughs> I feel like it's, like it's like we don't know these people. There's so much going on. Anyway, that's, that's all I had for today. So I haven't featured music in a minute. I feel like I've been so angry in the past two episodes that I haven't done enough justice for music. And today I just want to celebrate and introduce you guys to a young man called African Vic. African Vic is the bomb. You guys, African Vic has mad runs. He can sing. Me, he sings Mbakani Laskianga. Vivi, you know, you feel like your the hairs on your hand are just my mind. Like your goosebumps are just like, yes. He's one of those people who sing and I'm just like, yes, sing, baby, sing. And I, I think the first time I saw him was at um, an event called Sold Out. Was it Sold Out or Sealed Sold? I'm not quite sure. I keep forgetting. But it was sometime last year at Safari Club. And then I saw him again at Folk Fusion. And now what he's doing is he's releasing every Friday at 10 a.m. He's releasing a live session on YouTube. So check him out. It's called African Vic. I'm going to feature one of my... He ha- All his songs are my favorite. Like, I love them all. But I want to feature um, Fursa. This so that you can hear the runs. And there this man just sings and it's just like, whoa. Yes, please. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me, giving me um 30 minutes of your time to waste your time. <laughs> Do take care of yourself, stay safe. I'm gonna leave you with Fursa by African Vic. Make sure you check him out, like, share, and subscribe to his content on YouTube. He has amazing music. He's released three new projects. Well, they're not new, like the acoustic versions of his songs. And I just picked Fursa because it's one of my faves. But all of them, all of them are amazing. Trust me. They say you don't tell the heart who you love. When you love, love is never enough. 
and they go and get stuffy. We all need somebody to hold on to us. But there's a problem in finding that one, that special someone who's like none, who'd hold you down, hold you down, and make you feel like no one cares. But you can look in my direction I won't be a Mr. Right Show you love and affection Baby, I will hold you tight Give me a chance, girl Give me your hand, girl No, no, no But you can look in my direction I won't be a Mr. Right Show you love and affection Baby, I will hold you tight Give me a chance